Oh God, your saving power sustains us in the dark nights of our lives. Your holy word guides us to restore our hope, our faith, our discipleship. Open our hearts now and our minds to the presence of your spirit, so that as your word is read and proclaimed, your light may lead us to new life with you. Amen. The Palm Sunday story in our scripture reading today is a drama that takes place in Jerusalem. Well, kind of on the way to Jerusalem. It starts out in a place called Bethphage. It's on the Mount of Olives, a small town just a couple of miles east of Jerusalem. That location's important, and I'll tell you why later here. Jesus was headed to Jerusalem. You remember that in just that previous, in the earlier chapter uh, of Matthew, the 20th chapter, Jesus had told his disciples what was going to happen in Jerusalem. It says, as Jesus was going up to Jerusalem, he took the twelve aside by themselves on the, on the road and told them, look, we are going up to Jerusalem. The Son of Man will be handed over to the chief priest and the legal experts. They will condemn him to death. They will hand him over to the Gentiles to be ridiculed, tortured, and crucified. But he will be raised on the third day. So you see, Jesus had told the disciples what was about to happen and where. But you just know it was far beyond their comprehension. Nothing like that had ever happened before. So in Jerusalem, many, many people are gathering to celebrate Passover, the biggest festival of the year. It's that festival that commemorates the liberation of the Israelites from slavery in Egypt. They did not celebrate holidays back then like we do now. You know, now we have half the people go off to the beach or the mountains and the other half go to the mall. <laughs> <laughs> no, they, were, they went to Jerusalem to sacrifice and feast following a pattern that's set forth in Old Testament books of their detailed instructions in Exodus, Leviticus, and Numbers about how to celebrate the Passover and when it was to be celebrated. So listen now for the Word of God in the first 11 verses of the 21st chapter of the Gospel of Matthew. When they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethphage on the Mount of Olives, Jesus gave two disciples a task. He said to them, go into the village over there. As soon as you enter, you will find a donkey tied up and a colt with it. Untie them and bring them to me. If anybody says anything to you, say that the Lord needs it. He sent them off right away. Now this happened to fulfill what the prophet said. Say to the daughter of Zion, Look, your king is coming to you humble and riding on a donkey and on a colt, the donkey's offspring. The disciples went and did just as Jesus had ordered them. They brought the donkey and the colt and laid the clothes, their clothes on them. Then he sat on them. Now a large crowd spread their clothes on the road. Others cut palm branches off the trees and spread them on the road. The crowds in front of him and behind him shouted, Hosanna to the son of David. 
Blessings on the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And when Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred up. Who is this? They asked. The crowds answered, It's the prophet Jesus from Nazareth in Galilee. This is the word of the Lord. O Lord, may my words and may our thoughts be acceptable in your sight, our rock and our redeemer. Who is this Jesus? People ask when Jesus rode into town. The last verse we read gave the crowd's answer. It's the prophet, Jesus from Nazareth in Galilee. But really, that's just one of three or so answers you might give. You could say that the man riding in on a colt and a donkey was, was a prophet. Now, we think of a prophet as somebody who tells the future before it happens. Uh, kind of like a much more accurate version of Greg Fischel and Elizabeth Gardner, you know, the TV weather forecasters. But a prophet, a prophet is someone who speaks for God, who brings a message from God. Jesus certainly offered wise guidelines for living, such as that golden rule. One of those basic principles people forget, but is such a good guide in life. He also used parables, earth, earthly stories, to convey a heavenly message, such as the idea in the story of the prodigal son, that God loves and forgives like that father of the, of the prodigal son. So like the crowd, you can say, Jesus, well, that, he was a prophet. But he could also say that on the first Palm Sunday, he came into Jerusalem as a priest. The crowds treat this as a festal procession, shouting, that Hosanna and blessing on the one who comes in the name of the Lord. They're quoting the 118th Psalm, you see. Okay, in some ways Jesus came as a prophet. In some ways you could say he came as a priest. But he also came as a king. A king unlike any other. He did not enter the city on a, a war horse with a display of mighty power. His was a different kind of power, a different kind of kingdom, and so he rode into Jerusalem on a donkey. Well, you know, I mentioned that it was important that to say that he came into Jerusalem from the east, from Bethphage, because you see, during that about that time, maybe not the same day, but about that time, there was a military force that came in from the west. Herod did not leave, the person that the Romans let be in charge of things, he didn't live in Jerusalem. He lived in the town called Caesarea Maritima, that is Caesarea on the sea. So he came in from the west, and I can guarantee you he came in with Roman soldiers, and he came in either on a chariot or on a big horse. He came in with a display of power. There were so many people who gathered and there's all kind of speculation about how many people there were there and trying to figure out how many, but there's vast numbers of people. And as we read in the scripture, they were all stirred up. 
Not a one of them was happy to be subject to Rome. Rome, Rome we, we have a hard enough time sometimes with what our government decides and whether it's in Raleigh or Washington or in the town or Smithfield or wherever. We have a hard enough time. But imagine if it was another country, Russia, for example, some other country telling us what to do and how to do it and collecting taxes from us. Well, we saw that. That's why we had a revolution in there. We didn't like the English passing taxes on us that we didn't have any say on. Fought a war over it. A couple of wars, actually. So there was another parade that was a military force display. This was quite different. Remember that in just a few days, Jesus will, in fact, wear a crown, a crown of thorns, from the Roman soldiers, and his cross will bear what they see as an epithet, king of the Jews. They were making fun of him. They were belittling him as a king. So prophet, priest, and king, Jesus was all of these. He was also a troublemaker, someone who would stir things up, someone who challenged the accepted order, someone who would disrupt the status quo, the routine, transforming everyone he encountered. We saw that when he confused the learned Pharisee Nicodemus who came to Jesus under cover of darkness, came in the night to ask questions and hear amazing answers, especially that notion of being born from above, being born again. We saw that with a Samaritan woman at the well who encountered a man, a man with no bucket at a deep well, but a man who offered her living water that would quench all, all her thirst forever. We saw that with Lazarus, whom Jesus called by name out of that cave that was his grave, out of the cave and back to life. And we see that in the response of the crowded streets of Jerusalem. Those folks shouting, Hosanna! Now sometimes folks get that word mixed up, think that that some sort of a synonym for hallelujah. Actually, Hosanna is an Aramaic word that means help us, help us. The people are troubled and they're asking for help. Earlier this week, after all those awful attacks on civilians, deadly chemical attacks on women and children, I saw a photograph of a child in Syria holding up a sign. It said, if you do not help us, we will be killed. It could have said, Hosanna, help us, save us. So as we begin this Holy Week in which we commemorate the ideal life and we contemplate the horrible death and we celebrate the marvelous resurrection of Jesus Christ, the question each of us may, must answer for ourselves is, who is this Jesus? Are we like the Jerusalem crowd on Palm Sunday, or for that matter, like the Muslims who also see Jesus as a prophet? Do we see him as a very wise man, but just a man? Do we see him as a priest, a holy man, but not divine? Do we see him as king, 
Lord of all? Do we see him as our Savior, our Redeemer, our friend? The question that each of us must answer is still, who is this Jesus? Thanks be to God. The hour is coming, it is now here. So go forth to worship the Lord your God in spirit and in truth. In all that you say and all that you do. Now may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, prophet, priest, king, and yes, troublemaker, fill your heart and flow through your life this day and forevermore. Amen.